Throughout the day on Moody Radio Quad Cities, you might have remembered being introduced to impactful stories of children and women rescued from exploitation and abuse and given a new life and purpose through the gospel and work of India Partners. Well, this morning, we're going to hear how God is powerfully working through this multifaceted ministry with India Partners spokesperson David Harms. Good morning, David. Well, good morning. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. This seems to be a, a huge problem globally, um, and and it seems like it's becoming more and more prevalent in the news, and there's more awareness going on. How Just how big of a problem is this? Well, you're going to be dealing with estimates uh, in India, because uh, there's no real exact way, but they would say, uh, and the kind of the common sort of agreed upon uh, uh, problem size is that in the country of India, uh, there are about 5 million uh, underage workers being trafficked. And in Mumbai alone, you're at a couple hundred thousand just in one city. These mm-hmm. are all underage girls that have been trafficked, sold, and are now used as basically modern day slavery, but in red light districts. Uh, and we at India Partners are involved in several of those red light areas to try to work in there and rescue these girls out. Wow. So can you give us a little history of India Partners and maybe some of the ways that you rescue women and children? Sure. Uh, We've been around for about uh, over four decades uh, in India. Uh, Actually, we were founded by a man who went there in college to kind of on a short-term mission thing and just got a heart for India and Mm -hmm. came back and said, we need to help. And so that's just been the growth of the organization. And there are numerous partnerships covering numerous elements of ministry in India, including church planting and digging water wells and other things that are done. But the focus uh, that we do in Mumbai is on the trafficking issue. What we do uh, in the trafficking issue is we set up uh, basically drop-in centers smack in the middle of the red light district. And these districts are thousands of girls, like thousands of little inlets and rooms where these girls work. And we set up shop right in the middle of it. I mean, it's like, talk about light and darkness, right? Mm. But we set up for the sole purpose of having our staff befriend and get to know the Mm. girls that are there. And over time, uh, because these girls have been so traumatized, it takes time to earn trust. Mm. And as we earn their trust, they learn that there is a way out and that we have safe houses. We have multiple safe houses all outside of this area, like way outside this area. So they can be taken there, get the healing they need, get all the needs met that they would need physically and spiritually. Mm. So that's how we work. We work long-term to try to get the trust of the girls. And then at that point, we move them into our safe houses. I can imagine that this is not an entirely safe endeavor for your staff, that there's some real danger that you face practically on a, on a daily basis, isn't there? Well, yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, uh, there's a lot of money uh, involved yeah. uh, from these owners. And so anything that threatens their livelihood is not going to be well received. Hmm. Um, and so, yeah, there's always that element that we're dealing with. Uh, and and so we just believe this is where God has us. We believe this is a ministry worth pursuing uh, because we believe in the most vulnerable, that this is where God's heart is in so many different ways. And uh, and we've been very successful over the last couple of decades. Uh, we started with one safe house uh, several years ago, and then it multiplied into others and others and others. 
And now we have numerous safe houses and we just opened the newest one where we can bring 15 girls rescued out uh, into this new safe house. So it just continues to grow, unfortunately, because the need is there. But I also see hope in that, in that we have been so successful that more girls want to come out and we have to grow and expand in order to receive them. So we just did open up a new safe house uh, earlier well, about six months ago. So we're happy to be able to do that, but it just shows you the need. Wow. So David, give us the rest of the story of what happens after the safe house. Well, the amazing work of the safe house um, is really where the gospel is brought into play uh, because the the need of these girls coming out. Now, remember, some of these girls, when they were trafficked in, were 10, 11, 12 years old. And when the owner gets a hold of them, they really try to break their spirit in every way, shape, and form. Wow. They they will, um, in some cases, just give them away to customers. Just for the first 30 days, it's like, just let them, they're going to give up. If we just abuse them to that level, they'll give up. And then the messages come in as well. Owners are like, once that girl is in, seeing anywhere from 10 to 20, 30 customers a day, then the owner comes in and goes, this is who you are now. This is your destiny. You're impure. You're tainted. Your family will never welcome you back. You'll never get married. You'll never have a family. You'll never be able to do anything other than what you're doing now. So just give up. This is your lot in life and just do the work. And I mean, tell me, I mean, I've got Mm -hmm. daughters, so Mm -hmm. let's just put it this way. Do you know any 12 or 13 year old girl who has strong (laughs) self-esteem? I mean, there's insecurities, there is body changes, there's peer pressure, there's all these things that any normal 12 or 13 year old girl is Mm going to go through. And then you throw in those kind of messages and you see that it does break them in so many different ways. And so when they come into the safe house, after we've been able to give them hope that it could be different, now we start to introduce them very much, much more clearly to the reclamation work that is Jesus. Mm-hmm. We give them totally different messages, and they have to happen every single day. You're beautiful. You were not made for what you were doing. That's not who you are, uh, right? You are loved. You are given grace and mercy. Mm-hmm. And we love you, and you can have a good life ahead of you. And it takes a while for that message to get in. This is the analogy I use, and I think it's a good one, actually, because uh, I think we can all picture this. Like the other, and I came up with this because (laughs) this was a a year or so ago. I was, you know, getting under the sink to clean it out. Some things had just fallen out of the Mm -hmm. trash can and the, Laundry stuff was there, the the cleansing stuff. So I got down on my hands and knees, and I'm getting in there and pulling stuff out and all the rest. And I find this this uh, crusty sponge. <laughs> it was a sponge that had been back. I don't know how long, right? It was hardened. It was curled up at the edges. It was gross. It was dirty. Uh, and uh, and so I was like, okay, this is gonna. It's not really good for anything. So it was probably meant to be thrown away, and it didn't make it into the trash can. But then I thought about this. And this is the parallel I draw between that sponge and the work of India partners in the safe houses and the girls. So think about that sponge as one of these girls that was meant to be thrown away. But now what happens with a sponge? If you take an eyedropper and you just put one drop of water on that sponge, it immediately starts to soak it up. Mm-hmm. That's like a day in the safe house with mm-hmm. these messages. Wow. And then the next day, and the next day, and the next day they get these drops. 
Mm. And it's that consistent message of Jesus into their life. And pretty soon that sponge that was thought to be useless or not any good anymore, it starts to come back to life. That's the girl that is now starting to get the message of Jesus. And once you get to a point where they're ready to go for it, so to speak, and and fully understand who Jesus is, it's like taking that sponge that has now started to come back to life and you put it under the faucet. <laughs> you put them in the spring of living water and you let them soak in it. Yeah. And this is what brings that totally back to life, right back to its purpose in life. That's the work of India Partners that every day, those messages start to reclaim a life in the name of Jesus, just like a sponge comes back to life drop by drop by drop. Amen. You mentioned that uh, they are told, the girls are told that your family's not going to want you anymore, you have no use except for this, et cetera, et cetera. When, when they have been through uh, the, the restorative and the love and the nurturing that they get at India Partners, what kind of reception do these girls get from some of their families? I, I suspect mm. not all of them are welcome back True. because of the the environment and the the culture. But do some of them get to get to go back home and enjoy family? Um, r- rarely do they oh. get totally reconciled back to their family. Um, and there's a, the, and honestly, the pri- the primary reason is their faith. Mm. Um, there's a girl Rimpa in our safe house currently. Uh, she got rescued out. Um, hated that she was in the red light district. She actually was born as a result of her mother's work. So she was considered the property of the owner. And at 13, 12, at about 12 years old, she was rescued by 13. And I know this because I've been going back to India about every year, except for the COVID year. So I've, I've watched her grow. She's 18 now, but back when she was 12 and at 13, she really got to understand who Jesus was. Mm. And that radically changed her whole outlook and her whole Mm. view of life. And so so um, so her family, what's left of them, not her mom and others, but aunts and uncles and maybe some distant relatives, they're like, you, who's this Jesus? No, drop that, right? Yeah. Just drop that. And she's like, no, why would I do that? He saved my life. He's brought me new joy and he's brought me purpose and all the rest. Well, here we are now and she's 18. She's in our safe house for the oldest girls that we have, which is between 18 and 23. By the way, she's in college and she's studying to be a clinical psychologist. She's wow. smart as you would believe. Wow. Tested in the top part of her whole entire country. That's yeah. the kind of work we're talking about wow. here. But yeah. Rimpa, when I saw her just a couple of weeks ago, uh, I learned that she had learned to play the piano. Wow. And I, I mean, like the keyboard. It was like, no, it's not awesome. It's not like concert pianist, but right. she's playing, right? But not only that, she's writing worship songs. <laughs> and so she sang one for us. It was amazing. And here's the thing. The song was about the battle that happens, right, to follow Jesus. It's a song called The Battle is Real because it is a, it's reflective of her faith now and the pressure that she feels from her family. And she comes to the conclusion in this worship song that the battle is real, but Jesus, you have the victory. Mm. Wow. I mean, she wrote mm. this and she sings it. And she has more joy oozing out of every part of herself. It's the joy that I want to have. But she's got that because she knows from where she came, and she knows what Jesus has done very clearly, and she knows what Jesus is doing to set her on a path to the future. And she is just going to be a vibrant part. I can't wait to see what God does in her life. And I fully believe that she'll make a huge difference in India 
as she becomes a, a clinical psychologist to work with trauma. So just all this stuff when she was in the red light district about six years ago. It's incredible what God is doing. Mm, praise God for that. And David, as we think about the ministry of India Partners, how can we partner with you to help with these stories yeah, of a life renewed and restored and reclaimed by Christ? Uh, how can we join with you in this ministry? Well, I, I appreciate the question. And a lot of it is just listening and, uh, and doing something. And I, I mean that in the sense that I remember years ago now, I'd heard about trafficking. I was frozen uh, because I didn't know what to do. Right. It was awful. I knew it was awful, but it's like, I can't do anything about it. Uh, well, India Partners comes along, and I hope that you can maybe see this as a bit of a pressure release valve, like, oh, I can do something. The first thing to do, of course, is to pray. Pray for the girls. Pray for the staff. It's hard work. Um, and it is a spiritual battle over the life of these mm -hmm. girls, both when they come into the safe house and before, I mean, when they're still in the red light district, there's a lot of, of spiritual work that we have to do through prayer. So that's first thing. Find out more just about what we're doing and about the ministry. Um, our website is indiapartners.org slash moody, indiapartners.org slash moody. And uh, you can find out more uh, about our work. Uh, and, and there are costs involved with supporting the, the, the safe house ministry. So if you want to look at that, you can, uh, it comes down to, and this is the, I think we're pretty efficient with how we use the money. I mean, so, so for instance, every girl in the safe house, they get full room and board. Uh, they get a full-time private Christian school. Hmm. They get extra tutoring because they'll come in and we'll put them in the age appropriate grade, but they're going to need a little extra academic help to get caught up. So we do that. We have medical attention that they'll need, um, uh, and I think you understand primarily at the beginning stages what that's yeah. going to have to entail. Yeah. Uh, but then here's the thing that is part of the long-term success. Twice a week, they get trauma counseling. They get one individual session with a licensed trauma therapist, and they get one group setting therapy session every week. Everybody in all of them, dozens and dozens and dozens of girls get uh, two sessions a week in trauma counseling. And it's all done with the filter of Jesus over everything. And so all of that gets done for $3,300 a year. So for $3,300, we can take care of this girl, all the healing, all the food, all the clothes, all the school, all the counseling, all everything for $3,300 a year. You break that wow. down, um, you break that down, it comes down to $8.89 a day. Mm. So math from there is $62 for a week. Uh, 275 for a month and you just go from there but that yeah. that you know so if there's interest in uh, coming alongside that that'd be awesome but really start by going to indiapartners.org/moody and uh learn more and engage as God calls you uh, to to engage if he does so you know, there you go David thank you and, and you know you said $8.89 uh, a week right a day a, a day, a day. I spent more than that just going and grabbing a quick lunch through a drive-through, and <laughs> right? it's just amazing. At you know the the perspective, it's like okay, get a burger or help save somebody's life for a day. Yeah, yeah. you know. Well, see, <laughs> it's a good choice. Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't know if I have time for this, but it's real. I think of it this way, right? So each of these girls, when they're in the red light district, they'll I mean, minimum ten a day, right? Up to twenty, yeah. even thirty a day. If I walked up to you on the street and I said, hey, could you give me $8.89? And I'm going to take that $8.89. <laughs> I'm going to invest it in the life of a girl who is being trafficked right now. And I'm going to prevent 10 customers today, 
10 times that that girl is abused. If yeah. you just give me $8.89, that's 10 people not taking advantage of this girl. Would you yeah. give me the $8.89? I think everybody would drop yes. their, yeah. everything right there. They're like, what's your Venmo? You know, yeah, like, exactly. boom, 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 right? Here's 10 bucks. Keep the change. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yes, perspective <sighs> is that. And so we are so thankful for everybody who jumps in on any level because it all goes to restore and bring transformation to these girls. And it's not just transformation. You know, it's spiritual transformation. Absolutely. So there you go. Thank you very much for at least considering all of that. David, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for what you're doing. And thank you for spending some time with us today. A pleasure. Thank you for the heart for this and uh, for being willing to talk about it. It's it's unfortunately rare that uh, that we can talk about it so publicly, but we're very thankful that you're doing it and for all of Moody for taking on this topic. 